Attention McNeil, we are reasonably satisfied with the events we have seen. Overall, I would rate it a C plus. Okay, not great. As a result, we will not destroy your planet, but neither will we provide you with our recipe for immortality. And now we must return to our planet to catch the end of a thousand-year-old Leno monologue. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Welcome back to Two Bad Neighbors, a Simpsons podcast that turned into a Futurama podcast hosted by uh, Robot Man and his immortal friend. I'm Gregbot1.11. Wow, wait. <laughs> so it's not even going to go to like 2.0 or anything? Or is that is that season two? Is that when you get to season two? You'll just have to wait and see. All right, well, I'm on the edge of my seat. It's 1.1.1. Okay, I don't know how files work i don't know i don't know how robots work i'm old hi i'm alan i'm old yep you are and that's actually how they release um uh software you know once it gets up to a certain point then they just switch it over to like a one because you know like on Macs, we're up to like we've been on mac os x for like a decade uh-huh that's so that's so interesting tell me more stop so it alan stop, stop it stop <laughs> indulging him <laughs> No. <laughs> stop numbering them. Uh, I'll tell you what mine is called now. Oh yeah, your your OS. Yeah, yeah, it's called um, Monterey. Oh god, I hate that. Yeah, it's not Just even Manta Ray. It's Monterey. Yeah, Monterey. All right. As in, like the place, I guess. I don't know. The Jack yeah. Cheese. Ooh. Yeah, Monterey Jack Cheese. Okay, oh, well, I like it now. That. We have a guest. <laughs> it's named after cheese, and I like it. Um, yeah. Well, here we are, Greg. Oh, gosh. We're here to talk about Futurama once again, eventually. Yes, eventually. <laughs> but first, what's a but first? We have a guest. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, we do, Greg. Would you like to introduce yeah. them? Of course. <laughs> uh you you know her as uh as a as a former guest on this podcast mm -hmm. um i know her as my sister Whoa. uh she's always been my sister <laughs> except for a weird 18 months there at the very beginning <laughs> it's carly wilson hey a thrill to be here as always thanks so much for having me back did not the know you were doing single another female podcast. lawyer we know <laughs> i am <laughs> Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, single female lawyer. Uh, we'll talk all about that. Um, but uh, first, we need to do our, a segment that we like to do with uh, first-time guests. And by first time, I mean in terms of Futurama. <laughs> because, sure, she's, sure. as you mentioned, she's been on before for The Simpsons, uh, the, the Dead to Us podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, it's dead to us. That we don't talk about. We're in the 31st century. Everyone we knew from the from the 21st century is dead. That's right. Um, because we're in the 31st century. So. Yeah, the world of tomorrow. Um, so this that's the whole bit, Carly. That's the whole bit. I'm a robot, and Alan's an immortal like the Highlander, but older. Um, 
I'm with you. And I'm with you 100%. You know what? A better great. sibling would have just listened to a single episode before agreeing <laughs> to be on. But I did the bare minimum and I checked your Twitter feed and I was like, oh, it's the 31st century. I'm on board. Yes, and. Wow. So you checked Brain's our Twitter perfect. feed, which is definitely something we update often. <laughs> yeah, all the time. It's been like four posts, but I pieced it together. So. I'm with you. It just seemed like something we should have. I don't know why we even have it still, and we still plug it, because no one gives a shit. Twitter's for weirdos who just want to talk to each other. It's not for advertising anymore. And yell. Yeah. Just, there's yelling. There's a lot of yelling going on. A lot of yelling. A lot of NFTs um, now. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted your, uh, your, your uh, wind-up to the segment, Alan. Oh, yeah. So our segment is called, What's Your Deal? Um, oh. And in this case, we want to know what your deal is, uh, specifically in, in regards to Futurama. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you can tell us other things, too. But uh, what, what, the, what the hell's your deal? What the hell? It's okay, a little more so, confrontational so then. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's coming off a little aggressive, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's kind of the intention. Um, okay, but, so what's, uh, my, <laughs> what's my deal is in, like, what is my relationship to the text? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Great. So that's why she's um, okay. So I yes, <laughs> that's actually my English degree coming in handy <laughs> for you. Um, so so my relationship to Futurama is that I never watched it as a kid uh, unless it was as the show alluded to this episode um, one of a series of eight cartoons played back to back <laughs> on Fox, and you're just like, there's no point in changing the channel. I'm just gonna wait till the next Simpsons comes around. So I didn't really watch it as a kid. I uh, didn't find it particularly funny. And have a lot of theories on why that is, in case anybody asks. Um, but yeah, didn't watch as a kid. And then just conveniently as heck, uh, as I was telling Greg when he asked me to be on the show, uh, my partner really, really likes it. And he and I started doing a rewatch all the way from the beginning, like two months ago. I think we started on like New Year's Day or something. We started watching the whole series. So I am now working my way through Futurama and getting to know it and recognizing certain characters that I think are funny no matter what they do and certain characters where I'm like, no, they're still not funny. And, <laughs> and yeah, going through it that way. So I think we're like, I think we're on season four right now um, that I'm working through and they're getting progressively better for sure. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's the whole relationship, I think. Do you have a, do you have a favorite I, episode? I would love to know which oh. ones, I, I would love to know which ones you find funny and which ones you, after all this time, still are just like not funny. Okay. I would, I would love your rogues gallery ranking. <laughs> Thank you. So I don't know if I have them ranked. However, uh, the issue with Futurama for me and the reason why I never watched it before and why I still sometimes I'm like, please, no, uh, is I don't think Bender's funny. Bender mm. is funny if you were a 10-year-old boy in 1999. And unfortunately, I was an 8-year-old girl. So it just didn't land. And even now, like, it's a real time capsule version of humor, I think. And I think a lot of people now find him funny for nostalgic reasons. But, like, I don't know if I've ever laughed out loud at a single Bender joke. And it just, they just do not land for me, no matter what happens. And when there's, like, a Bender-heavy episode, uh, my partner will be like, you're not going to like this one. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll just wait it out. So, yeah, I don't find Bender particularly funny. Uh, Leela gets on my nerves a little bit, but I also, like, see a lot of value in her. Uh there is not a single thing on earth that Zoidberg can do that I will not pee my pants at. I think <laughs> Zoidberg is the funniest thing in the world. Every episode, I'm like, oh, he did a thing. <laughs> like, I just, I, I can't get enough of him. 
Zoidberg rules. Yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with you on that. Zoidberg absolutely rules. Uh, it was brought to my attention that um, the whoop, 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 whoop thing <laughs> where you run around with your hands, I've been doing that since I was like 10. Did not know it was Zoidberg. Have just been doing it because Greg did it. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, it's Zoidberg yeah. doing Marx Brothers. Or sorry, yeah, Three Stooges. Um, he's like the, the whoop, whoop, whoop is, is definitely taken from the Three Stooges. But uh, for, you know, for our generation, it's who the hell are the Three Stooges? So it's definitely like a Zoidberg. It's attributed to Zoidberg more so. Um, I, uh, Homer did it a couple of times. Homer did do it a couple of times. <laughs> um, I think we talked, I think in our pilot episode, perhaps, we talked about the bender of, of, of it all. Um, and I yeah, think that I think I was on the same page as you, Carly. Yeah, but, uh, and I think I mostly was too when I first watched it because I loved the show from the jump. But I never was. I I was always like, oh, Bender's like the Bart Simpson. Like they're trying, you know, they're making him the bad boy and like the kind of the face of the show. And like you said, uh, you know, kind of leaning into the the demographic that they clearly were going for, which is you know young teenage boys or young boys, whatever. Um, but uh, he. He grows on me personally. I still don't think everything he does is funny and it's it's more rare for me to laugh at his jokes. Um, but there's certain episodes. I don't know if you've gotten to um, oh, what's it called? Um, the one where Bender's essentially a god in space. I don't know if you've gotten to that episode yet. No. But that's a really good Bender episode because it, it I mean, it, it, it just kind of grounds him more in, as a character and less of a like trying to be funny and like rude all the time kind of thing. Um that's a really good episode. Uh, Godfellas, that's what it's called. Godfellas. Uh, so, Excellent name. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on that episode, uh, you know, one day. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll have you back. You'll be my first text, <laughs> for sure, Alan. <laughs> Call you as soon as it's done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in general, Bender just like... Uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. There's just... Every so often, there's something that he does that I just find wildly hilarious. And I don't think it's usually the stuff that the writers think are funny. Mm. Um, the the one that I like, one thing that I always find funny, and I don't really know why, it's uh, and I can't remember what episode it's in. He like I think he, I think it's where he gets a bunch of orphans. But anyway, he. Oh yeah, I just saw there's that. There's like one. A, a robot who says like "We love you, Bender," and he goes "Shut up, baby, I know it," and he does this walk. And I, for some reason, it's like the funniest thing to me. I said that all like that just became like a weird catchphrase of mine where like if any friend would say something positive about me, that would be my response to them. And they'd be like, all right, you weird. Like they'd be so taken aback if they didn't realize I was quoting fucking Futurama. Um, but uh, it also, you know, like weird side tangent, but also like was this weird like thing I attributed to like building my own self-esteem is like. When people compliment me instead of being like, uh, like, oh, shucks, or like, no, I'm not, you know, it's like, yeah, I know I am. Shut up, baby, I know it, you know? <laughs> and so, like, it's really weird. I have a weird relationship with Bender. Um, but anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you, there's two things I wanted to ask. I think, I think Greg kind of covered the first thing. But the second thing is, you mentioned a partner. Now, oh. I was told you were going to be on this show because you were a single female lawyer. Now I'm finding um, out only two of those things are true. And I don't even know if you're a real lawyer, because I haven't seen any credentials. <laughs> oh, so to save that, and I know this doesn't help the guests listening at home, but I am wearing my law school hoodie in case uh, it okay. came yep. no, that's, all. That's all the credentials I need, yep. That right. feels legit. I have I have my notarization stamp just in the cupboard <laughs> behind me, because uh, I can't stop. Yeah, no, I will. 
Yeah, I think okay, she's getting her notarization stamp. I think I think we need her to uh like notarize a piece of paper and like scan it and send it to us so we can upload it for everyone to Don't to threaten see. me with a good time, Alan. <laughs> oh jeez. All right, this is what it looks like. Oh, oh boy. And it looks like uh it looks like a cuticle trimmer, but yeah. huge. <laughs> but huge. Cuticle and when trimmer. I stamp it like this, it imprints my name onto stuff. Oh, that's so cool. It's super cool. I can't get it back into the bag it came in because okay. it's supposed to come apart. <laughs> so uh, it's not traveling right and, now. And like um, like cops, you get issued one. Yeah. Right? Oh, and it came oh, with like a certificate cool. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So so those are my credentials. I could have right. shown you my degree, but I had this on hand. Yeah. No, so. that's better. I think that's better. I, anyone can fake a, fake a degree, but. Uh, yeah, you can't no, fake I'm, these. You can't fake that. You have that. to like. No. Yeah, you have to send, send in a special application. It. <laughs> it's also, it's pretty new, and uh, I keep notarizing stuff around my house, so I'm having a good time. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, that's exactly what I would do if I had one of those. I'd just be like, yep, this is mine. Yeah. <laughs> this is mine. Just like, this to-do list, certified. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Put that uh, Amazing. So yes, um, no, I am a real lawyer, um, and I am I am no longer single. But that also yeah. depends on you know your your reading of the word single. Sure. This text seemed to interpret it as unmarried, which I mm -hmm. still am. That is true. That is true. She yeah. The the idea seems to be much like uh, Ally McBeal and a more recent uh, example, The Good Wife. Um, it's less about her being uh, completely untethered and more just yeah, not legally. Um, or like not with one partner for the entire duration of the show. Uh, she is uh, promiscuous, if you will. Yeah, which uh, if we're if we're using you know your podcast as the duration of the show, mm. I have not been with one partner for the whole time, so I can still be your token. That's true. Female lawyer. That's let actually us, that's a good let's point. Let's dive into what I've been up to. <laughs> Wearing sweatpants instead of a plucky I, short skirt, but other than that, I mean, I do. Okay, so let's let's talk real briefly about uh, the obvious like basis of this episode, like Ally McBeal, because I am curious. I never actually watched Ally McBeal uh, when it aired. I don't know if either of you guys did. No. So we're we're jumping right into it, yeah. So I mean, I, I, it just made me think of it. It just made me think of Ally McBeal. I don't know. We can talk about. Just read it, the so. stats real quick. First. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, when aliens attack is the episode, Greg. It's the twelfth mm -hmm. episode of season one. It is written by Ken Keeler, directed by Brian Sheasley, and original air date November seventh, nineteen ninety nine. Um the peak of McBeal popularity, arguably. Sure. I, did it just start? Like, did it air begin its first season in 99? Do you know? Well, you know what? I'm standing right in front of the old-fashioned computer. The old-fashioned so computer. I'm going to find out. Yeah, it's old now. Oh, old-fashioned. So, um, September 8th, 1997 is when it premiered, okay. and it ran until uh, 2002. So five seasons for a grand total of five seasons and 112 episodes ah uh, they got it they got that syndication yep, they baby. did it um they made it all the way and of course they had um uh mr robert downey jr 
star oh. in one season. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned that. I have to keep so. bringing it up because I think it's hilarious. He comes in, gets huge ratings for the show, knocks it out of the park, gets a Golden Globe, and then is immediately fired for being Robert Downey being, Jr. Yeah, in 2001. Dealing with some shit. Yeah, he's dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> He still has to go to jail, Carly, is what we're saying. I just, like, I, I'm I'm playing a lot of catch-up here. I did not know that Robert Downey Jr. was on Ally McBeal. I was contemplating yeah, watching it briefly yeah. um, because of uh, because of this episode of Futurama, and now that I know that there's a 20 years younger Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> featured in this show, it's, it's an outrage to me that I'm spending the next hour with you two instead of <laughs> getting right to it. I mean, if you want, you can just, like, watch Ally McBeal while we talk and... You know, like we, you can just be in the background. That's fine. I'm gonna picture and picture it. <laughs> he comes in and sees. Just give four, us like so commentary while you watch it, while we're discussing. Oh, the do episode. I have to watch the first three seasons to understand it? I feel like probably not. She's a single female, female lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, she's that. promiscuous. Great. Uh, I guess that guy with the bigger lips is in it, right? What? Isn't there a guy <laughs> with like big lips? Harrison Ford? No, and then he was on. <laughs> And then he was on Seventh Heaven later. Am I conflating two people? I don't know who uh, this man is. Peter... I've never watched either of the shows you mentioned. <laughs> Greg German. Peter I've already named him. Is it Peter McNichol? I... Oh, could be. He's also in uh, Ghostbusters Two. You remember? Oh. <laughs> He's also in uh, Sophie's Choice. All right. You know what? I'm just gonna look and find out who I think I'm talking about. <laughs> Give me one sec. He plays eccentric lawyer John Cage. Great name. Watch me be thinking of someone who's in like Boston Legal instead. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably he's Boston in none Legal. of these probably, pictures. You're probably thinking of Dylan McDermott. No, Ooh. I know Dylan McDermott. What about Dar- no, I Dermot Mulroney? I know. That's who I know. <laughs> ah. Dear listeners, please allow me one last desperate appendix. Scott Foley was the name of the actor that I was trying to think of, who was not in Ally McBeal, but he was in Felicity. And to my young brain, those were the same show. Anyway, Scott Foley is the actor with the big mouth, who I was trying to name, who's not in Ally McBeal, but is in Felicity. This memo was coming to you from my bed at 11.30 at night, because I could not sleep until I figured that out. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. What I'm trying to say is I went to law school instead of <laughs> watching Helly McBeal and it's it's hurting me now more than I thought it would. Yeah. I've never watched a single episode of that show either. Okay, so we're all it McBeal was... uh blind. We're neophytes. Neophytes, yeah. yeah. Um and like obviously the the character that they're looking for is Jenny McNeil mm-hmm. is it's very but the the subgenre, the television subgenre of the um, single female lawyer, um, is still alive and well today. Yeah, um, what's uh, what's a recent wife, one? I mean, like, the Good I Wife, mean, it, but I that's mean, been said, off the air for quite some time now. Is there like a and a that current? lasted for seven seasons, which is pretty impressive. And I will say, and I've the, watched The Good Wife in in its entirety twice, and mm, I love it. Wow. The Good Wife rules. Wow. Yeah, but it does like so. That's why that's why I was kind of bringing it up initially. Is that I've never watched Ally McBeal, but I've watched all The Good Wife, and it feels very much like in the in the same spirit. Um, yeah, because it is. I mean, it's a it's a legal drama where there's like kind of a like a legal case of the week, but behind the scenes, all the lawyers are fucking, and it's great. It is great. 
they're having a yeah. great time. It's it's you know it's lovely. They're having an awesome time. I mean, in the, yeah. until like murders and shit happen, but of course, and there's some um, sadness too. Then Will dies, and it's bad. Yeah, that's because he wanted to do some. What did he want to do again? He wanted to do something stupid. I don't know movies, but that didn't work. I feel like there was something specific that he's like, like write me off the show. I want to go do this thing, and they did, and then like that thing did not do well, and he was, and it's like you fool. This is an episode of Futurama that, like, we're getting into a point where I remember these episodes a lot. Because, uh, Carly, growing up, neither of us really got into Futurama hard. I, I didn't. No. You didn't. No. And, um, like, I, I definitely tried because it was, it was Matt Groening, and I was like, oh, the Simpsons guy. And I definitely watched the pilot and then a couple other episodes, but then I kind of really fell off. As, you know, they did move Futurama around a lot, uh, so that didn't help. And so when they did, and it just wasn't there anymore, I guess I was just like, eh, it's gone, whatever. Uh, and I was, didn't feel too hard done by it. But this one is one that I remembered pretty well, specifically the the space battle. <laughs> and Kif saying, we blew up the Hubble telescope. <laughs> Kiff is an artist. <laughs> I, I just, Kif. I want to put Kiff on the list of people. It doesn't matter what he says. Funniest thing in the world to me. He just is, his size. Yeah. When he's just, <sighs> <laughs> just, oh my God. So, well, in that sense, then how do you feel about Mr. Zap Brannigan? Because they're often part and parcel. I think Zap Brannigan lands 70% of the time. Okay. 70 percent i'm like oof and then the other 30 i'm like you know it'd be better if you didn't keep going <laughs> um that is mostly what his humor is though it's like please god stop that's <laughs> that's kind of the like that's the character that he's written to be um so you're like, saying with that zap is with basically that in mind, is, is that some zap, zap the character of zap brannikin is uh on the upper level of the two-story outhouse and us as an audience are on the bottom I'm with you. Level. Finish the analogy. I'm We're on the in. bottom level. <laughs> I, just, I just knew I could get Greg laughing. The boy loves a poop joke. And so, like, you know, you're sitting down okay, there, you're like having a good time, outhouse. and then every so often there's just, you know, oh, God, stop. Probably the two-story outhouse is the funniest joke that's ever been written. In my humble opinion. It's I, Greg's favorite thing in the world. It's so I'm funny. I'm glad. It's, it's the most. You know what? We we all have our thing that, that mm. absolutely tickles us. And I'm glad that this uh, is it for you. You know what? That's why yeah. he's your best man. Because yeah. he knows all the right buttons. Just yeah. to tickle and delight you. That's right. I just hadn't thought about it in weeks. <laughs> It's been three weeks since I thought about a two-story outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> three weeks. It's a long time for me. Wow. Maybe months now. Oh, yeah. my God. You poor boy. I might have not have thought about the two-story outhouse since the beginning of the year. Wow. Well, I'm glad so I brought it back you. into your life. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> but sorry, I, I, feel, I feel like you were saying more about Zap, and then I, I rudely bar barreled in with my joke to make you laugh. Oh, just that, like, no, no, it was good. Uh, I, think, I think your analogy was apt. 
uh it, it is it's very two-story outhouse-esque but yeah i think like most of the time most of the time i find him pretty funny sometimes i'm just like do we need to add zap brannigan in here yeah. like there are okay in other episodes definitely there are times where i'm like oh so we had an extra minute so we're just like and then zap was there i'm like great um <laughs> yeah he works I the best need... in the kind of military uh general uh role which is usually what they use him for but uh, I, I know what you mean in that. Yeah, sometimes I'll pop up and you're like, uh, well, this isn't like a this isn't about the military. He's he's just here. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like reminder. He fucked Leela. You're like, great. <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah, I think his uh, the role he plays in this episode is really great. Flawless. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's it's very, very needed and very justified. And it's so entertaining i also really i want to shout out uh president mcneil r.i.p um i think he's yeah, really funny yeah. and his um and like just uh, it's it's some of the classic simpsons humor that we that we talked about on that uh podcast about how like taking the piss out of um uh author uh, authority like people in author mm. authoritative positions um and like the fact that he's like you know his first speech is like, ah, now's the time to give in to all of their demands, do exactly what the aliens want, because he's a coward. And then as soon as they're like, we want McNeil, he's like, ah, we'll never give him what he wants, you know? Like, it's just very self-serving and very very Mayor Quimby-esque in a lot of ways, um, which I love. Um, I also forgot that they had a different president of Earth in for one episode, because it's always been Nixon in my memory. Um... But, uh, I mean, obviously he gets killed in this episode, so maybe Nixon, maybe there's an election, or maybe he just, uh, maybe he's the vice president at this point. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's a coup. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a, a power vacuum, and it's a <laughs> That would, that would track coup. with Nixon, yeah. That would track with just the way things work. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, if you want power, just go take it. It's right yeah, there. That's true. That is how, that is how things work. Um, mm-hmm. I just made myself sad. Uh... <laughs> no, come back, come back. Was that in Was that in last episode, or am I remembering just a completely different professor quote that I love? There's a professor Which quote. One? I don't even remember what he says, but he says something. He starts laughing, and he goes, "Oh, I made myself sad." <laughs> I don't think that's in the okay. last one. I don't think that's in Mars University. Uh, I'm gonna um, look it up to see. But there are some some wonderful professorisms in in this particular episode my my favorite being uh the the hastily assembled new crew um yeah <laughs> after the big uh space invasion but um let's get down to the meat and potatoes of this episode it starts with a cold open okay sorry the... just before i lose this train of thought it's from a much later episode it's called the sting a great episode okay um but uh, he jokes about Fry being dead, and then uh, says, "I made myself sad." <laughs> it's very funny. Aww. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, cold open, uh, which is weird. We've talked about it before. They don't do it often, but when they do, it's mm. kind of jarring. But I think what's most jarring about this one is that it's very plot-heavy cold open. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mars University is also a plot-heavy cold open, as it leads right into what the plot of the episode is going to be. Um, they get their mission briefing oh, yeah. in the Mars University right. cold open. Um, and this one is our, is this our first flashback to 1999? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously post the, the pilot, but yeah. Um, 
barely a barely a TV station is a Fox affiliate. Um, <laughs> and the yeah, it the the transmission goes out and it sets us up for the invasion of Omicron Percy I eight, which is a recurring uh, alien villainous <laughs> race, I guess. Yeah. First, um, first appearance they, of Lurk. They constantly, yeah, they constantly come to Earth to try and do stuff to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always bad. Lur and Indinda. Um, yeah. They're a great... And they have their flying saucers, so reminiscent of Independence Day is what they're going <laughs> sure, for, yeah. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, Mostly. it's a classic flying saucer uh, design yeah. as well, but... I do like the little claw hands mm-hmm. that come out from them and just go wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, most of the, most of the joke montage that the beach was supposed to be um, didn't really land for me. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a weird first act. Um, I, yeah. I agree. Like, I, I, I forgot about that first act when I was thinking of this episode, as I probably will do every time. Because I'm, all, especially with the cold open, right, where it's like kind of setting things up right away, and I'm like, okay, aliens are going to come to Earth as soon as we're done with the intro, but no, we're at the beach for like ten minutes. Yeah, and this is a um, this is something that the Simpsons would mine for like a big rapid fire joke, and this is what um, the Futurama is trying to do, and some of them are successful, most of them aren't. I think the bender, you gotta spring me, I won't survive in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm too, too pretty. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's as high as uh, the, the highest of highs that that the beach segment gets to. Yeah. Um, that oh. and maybe the governor, the yeah. the supervillain governor. I like that. I like that. Like it's such a small little kind of th- kind yeah. of throwaway uh, line, but I do think it's funny. I like it's that like... he etched himself <laughs> into Mount Rushmore. I think that's really funny. Um, and that his thing was to steal monuments <laughs> yeah, and put them on the beach. Um, yeah, that's 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 just that's funny to yeah. me, um, and it also gives us an excuse to blow them all up. Yep, it's great. Um, I was just absolutely tickled by uh, Zoidberg needing to go for a scuttle, <laughs> and then like I find so so far I think Futurama doesn't do the same kind of thing that Simpsons does, where it lingers on someone and watches them do something. Mm. I feel. Like they don't they don't pause quite as long, but they give Zoidberg this long pause, just like And it just thrilled me. And like that it was one of my favorite things. And when I I had the same thing where I forgot that this scene was in this episode, and then when I started rewatching it and they started the beach, I'm like, Oh, it's the scuttle and I like put down my single girl yogurt and like sat and watched <laughs> the scuttle. And I was like, this means he's going to say the pretty line in like two minutes. And I just waited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything else because here it comes, which uh, incidentally the, I I'll never survive in here. I'm too pretty was used in a promo back in the day. Oh wow. So I've known that line forever. And I think I've said it without understanding any context and then watching it i'm like oh there's no context it's just zoidberg in this thing that one time saying it once yeah it was like that a fox affiliate it yeah. was literally like a like a fox affiliate like ktla5 or something yeah. one of those broadcasts that we would get from washington that are that your cable or your dish would pick up yeah and they would it was like from tacoma or seattle or something SeaTac. you know just just close enough yeah. To 
to pick it up and they would always use that promo. They would have this little like clips of all these different shows that they had and the one for Futurama was that inexplicably and perfectly because I was so thrilled to see it come around again and love it because it's Zoidberg and he's perfect. Yeah, and Zo- I mean, we've we've already talked about how Zoidberg is still such a fringe character. Like he's 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 mm-hmm. in the background for the majority of season one. Um, he he doesn't show up until uh, is it episode two? Yeah, I think it is episode two actually. <clears throat> but it's just like a brief, you know. I'm the Doctor, and I don't understand human anatomy. Um, and uh, I mean, in this one, of course, he's got that moment in the first act, but then he is gone for most of the episode. He he has the the small bit where he uh, I will make the costumes, you know, um, and, and then it. and then I think he I actually did look into this because I couldn't remember, but he's playing in their their little uh, faux. Um, this is my favorite thing. <laughs> uh, single female lawyer. Uh, he's apparently playing prosecutor Ramirez. Gracias. <laughs> Something I never picked up on until this watch is just yeah, because it's such a quick little, little joke uh, of him playing <laughs> prosecutor Ramirez. Uh, it's great. That might be my favorite joke. Yeah. honestly, <laughs> it might be because I'm just remembering it, and it's it's so funny. Because um, it was so, I was so like, I was so pleasantly surprised that they bothered to do that. I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, I, I, the 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 kind of plot overall. Um, I think it's good, but I do think, yeah, I mean, as we've already stated, I think the beach scene needs to be truncated quite a bit, like quite a bit shorter. And I think the aliens should show up early in act one and then act two can be all about them fighting them and act three about the, uh, the fake news or news, the fake TV show that they do. I think that would be a better kind of just way of keeping things rolling. Cause yeah, the beach stuff just is, uh, not great. C plus. Okay. Not great. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'd I'd have to um on uh, on the whole the whole episode um is I don't like it as much as I liked Mars University. Yeah. Um our um, its immediate predecessor episode. Oh no, I'm familiar. Um <laughs> I think act 3 is 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 the the high point for me. That's the point. And yeah, that's the, like It's just it, how you get there, is, there is not as yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely gets there in Act Three, and I think it's. I think the their mock season finale is wonderful, um, but the I guess maybe I knew where it was going, and I was like, just get to the fireworks factory already, yeah, because I know that that part uh, pretty much rips. And um, well, I guess there's that really fun space space battle. It's fun. Um, I have to give I have to give uh, Act Two credit for for that space space battle in the Hubble telescope. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. It's fun. It's just not, it's, it's not as funny, you know, like there's just less, no less, uh, laugh out loud jokes for me. Then again, anytime we get to see dupe in action, I'm, I'm always into that. And, uh, I like Bender's little, uh, uniform. Where yes. He's got the, <laughs> the little mini skirt and the shoulder pads on his, robot exoskeleton yep and nothing else uh the the refitted planet express ship for battle is always fun with fry in the cockpit uh 
wearing his dupe helmet. <laughs> and of course, Zap Brannigan saying, um, the people who are dying are cowards for dying. <laughs> Stop exploding, you cowards. Yeah. I just watched the film Paths of Glory today, mm. um, which is a Stanley Kubrick movie about um, World War One and people being sent off to uh, take an impossible ad- objective, and then they retreat, and three people are selected at random to be put on court-martial and face a firing squad for um, retreating, essentially, in the face of uh, an impossible task. Um, and it just reminded me of that. Were you not thinking there were enough, you know, parallels in real life right now to European war? You thought (laughs) now's the time to toss in some Kubrick? Yep. Just to really drive it home. Yep. It's a place that I really want to sit in. Yeah. Really, really sink into it. Mm -hmm. Just absorb it through your skin. The World War I mindset is one that I really think is something we can all be reminded of right now. No reason in particular. Mm -hmm. Mm. I'm just going to start Googling pictures of trench foot. Start there. (laughs) Yeah, Uh... it's bad. Don't don't do it. Yeah, it it. it sounds bad. Just about bedtime. Why not? Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be great. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I've never heard of this until now. Why are you putting this up in the universe? You've never heard of trench foot? It's your time, isn't it? No, it's no, 10. It's, it's 10. Oh, I wow. was going backwards. <laughs> You're forwards. Thank you for being here. You're on the East Coast. I mean, yes, I'm in the Eastern Coast. I got confused time. with your hoodie. Yeah, That's I always fair. forget where you are every time we've done this. <laughs> I was like, are you in Toronto? Are you in Vancouver? Are you in... I am a transient orca whale that way. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Although that does lead me to something that made me laugh. Um, when they were saying they wanted to watch the um, McBeal episode or McNeil episode at nine eight central, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. which I had a good gave me a chuckle, but also like I saw a tweet about that. I want to say this morning where someone's like, people would just say that out of the yeah. TV, and we'd all be like, that makes sense. Yeah, understood. Like, nine eight central. I know, yeah, like, I, got it. <laughs> Yeah, if you said that today, people would be like, what the fuck does that mean? I'll watch it whenever I want on my Netflix or, you know. I'm going to watch it at the time that I have available. They're like, no, not if it's not Central 8. (laughs) What? (laughs) Central to what? (laughs) I think what bugged me is that, like. If you live in one of those stupid time zones, in this case, Mountain and Pacific, (laughs) I guess. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what bugged me when I was growing up is that, like, they would say that. And I'd be like, neither of those times are correct for me. Like. Like why? Yeah. Why are they excluding us poor mountain time folk? But yeah, you know, we have the mountains, so that's why. And because things are only ever broadcast coastally, mm. goddamn coastal elites. Yeah. You uh, you get Eastern time or Pacific time. Yeah, New York and L.A. are the only places that matter. So yes, they are, and mm. Toronto. Well, obviously, naturally. Yeah. yeah, it's the only place in Canada that matters. That's hey. yeah. and don't you forget it. Well, and we already talked. Okay, what, what would you consider Toronto the L.A. or the New York of Canada? We talked oh, about this New last York. time. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say New York. Interesting. Um, I I thought Vancouver's more the New York and uh, Toronto's more the L.A. No, that was my thought. No. no okay. Well, no, as someone who's lived lot. there, I I take your opinion over mine. But <laughs> I've never I've never lived in Vancouver. But oh, okay. I'm 
they love the outdoors and they're obsessed with where they live and they drink a lot of green stuff. And I think it's just slightly more <laughs> LA vibe. Toronto is very much just like that used to be a movie theater, but now it's garbage. <laughs> and that used to be a good restaurant. Now it's garbage. <laughs> like, and I feel like the, the most Torontonian moments that I've had, like I really feel like I've arrived now is because yeah. I have walked down the street and be like, that place closed. And it's like, I've never stepped foot in it. <laughs> I have. But you're outraged. You're like, and I've never seen anyone else stupid. go in. But now they're putting in a dispensary. This city's falling apart. Ugh. Is is everyone walking here or something? Uh, they're trying to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But they're getting hit by cars. Oh. But the the Uber driver that drove me home today was the mm-hmm. one doing it. I'm pretty oh. sure. Just Wait running people over. She probably a stressful that. drive home. Oh, the manslaughter? It's fine. It's not okay, good. yeah. It happens all the time. Um, <laughs> Four stars. <laughs> yeah. He did get me here in good time. Yeah, so. he had he offered me gum. Uh, <laughs> but you hit two pedestrians. Four stars. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the gum. Is What's the transit system like there? Is it good? Dope. Yeah. 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 I wish we had good transit uh, here. Especially because... Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but gas prices are out of control. I've noticed. I'm very sad about it. (laughs) I don't have a car, but uh, people have told me. So yeah, no, transit But that's the thing. That's what I mean. Like, I would love to not have a car, but it's so impossible in Calgary. Like, Calgary is the worst, I think it's been voted, like, the worst major city uh, transit-wise in Canada. I think people could tell you that just by flying over it. Yeah. Like, oh, that wouldn't work at all. <laughs> like, oh, what's that? How Five would you get from there the to there? Yeah. yeah. Five <laughs> That's our transit system. It's five buses stuck in the snow, and then one train that goes from the Saddle Dome to downtown, and that's it. Because that's all that fucking matters to them. Um, I've taken that train. <laughs> yeah, everyone has. <laughs> it, it goes, it goes, it's a train that doesn't go to the airport. No. Yeah. What? Why would you need a train at the airport, Greg? That's foolish. That's that's insane. Everybody who flies brings their car. Yeah, we all know this. Like what? <laughs> it's it's an it's preposterous. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. No, it's and nuts. the green line that they're proposing isn't going to go to the airport no. either. No, and they've been proposing this green line for let me just check my notes. Fifty years. Like, that's <laughs> get right. it together, you, you assholes. Yeah, yeah. Alan remembers the 70s. <laughs> oh, he was there when they proposed it. That's right. I, <laughs> he voted. I, I wrote the proposition. Um, he was on council at, that, at the time. Right. <laughs> Luckily, there are term limits. Yeah. Has Alan turned 112 yet? Is that? Yes. Is that where uh, we're at? Okay. I was just checking. Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, because now I'm like a thousand something. I don't know. I, I, oh, it's very confusing. Oh, because it's the 31st century. That's right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's better to think of him as more of a time lord. Yeah. Than I don't really have age anymore. Human. Um, yeah. Because I've lost, I've lost track of it. Yeah. This, is, this helps because I actually always did think of Alan as a time lord. So mm. I'm glad that everyone else is on board yeah. with that. It's about time people caught up to your it's... way of thinking. Yeah. It's the two hearts. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> One family. Ah, <laughs> that was a gasp of recognition. <laughs> ah, that fuels me. It's from, um, <laughs> it's from Tarzan. It's from Tarzan, man. Come on, yeah. Phil Collins. Disney's Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Two hearts, That's not possible. one family. That's not with you. 
I no, you didn't. Well, then where was I? Who were you? What? <laughs> Greg, How's it I possible? Wasn't there. I would have been eight. Where would you have been? You've never seen it. Greg? I don't know, but I wasn't there. This I've doesn't make any sense. You gotta this watch it. Possible. You gotta watch what year did this come out? How? Ninety nine came out. Ninety nine. Yeah. You. Yeah. Okay, so you were ten. So you're allowed to stay home alone. I didn't see it. Mm. I don't understand how it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> like, I promise you, I didn't right. see it. I didn't see it. You might be thinking of Mewtwo's Revenge. <laughs> no, I know where you were when we saw that. <laughs> I was right with you. Yeah. We had a great time. I cried. Except when Pikachu got sad. Yeah, oh. and then I had to leave because I got upset. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm a sensitive soul, Ellen. I mean, uh, though I seem thick-skinned. Um, and it hurt. <laughs> see, did you get that one, Greg? You've seen oh, the yeah. Lion oh, King, see, you suck. You've seen the Lion King. <laughs> I've I've seen the Lion King. Yeah, I've seen the Lion King a thousand times. You should see Tarzan. You, Tarzan. you know what? You should. It it's sense. on Disney Plus. It's of course it's yeah, on Disney. Yeah, like everything. Plus. Great. According to your Disney Plus, you've watched it two or three times pretty recently. So huh? it definitely wasn't me. No? Huh? There's a lot of people on my <laughs> Disney Plus, isn't there, Carly? <laughs> <laughs> to what are you referring? <laughs> Well, I think right. when you get back to Calgary, Greg, you should sit down with Allie and watch Tarzan and have a, a lovely time. I don't think I should. Why? It adds because it's 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 available. It's readily available. I have no there's I have no desire to watch it. I don't it, care. Okay, I'm, not you saying, don't, I'm giving you, you the desire, desire by telling you that you should. Yeah. Maybe if it like is like a countdown and it's like Tarzan will be leaving Disney <laughs> Plus at the end of the month. Was that what happened with the weird Kubrick movie you watched, or are you just playing favorites? No, I own that on DVD. <laughs> the but opposite does of have, the countdown. That does have a countdown of disintegrating in uh, a thousand years, right? Yeah, and the um, the increasingly difficult uh, proposition of playing a DVD. That's true. I was going to say, does your laptop still have a disk drive? Absolutely not. I have. <laughs> I had to look through the closet that's here in this apartment for a DVD player. You have a PS4. I do have a PS4, and I eventually used that. <laughs> that's how I play Good. DVDs these days. I still have three DVDs that I have now moved with me 19 times, despite not Which having the ability they? to play them. Count them down. Um, they Josie are the Pussy Planet Gats. Earth. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, the entire yes. Planet Earth box set. Oh wow! Okay, nice. so that's more than one DVD, but I understand. So it's more—it's yeah. more than yeah, one yeah. disc, but it yeah. is there. Um, so this is gonna have multiple discs then. So okay. the the Planet Earth box set, the copy of Mulan that I accidentally stole from Blockbuster. <laughs> accidentally, now, yes, of course. Now you did mine. them a favor. I did. You did them a favor. <laughs> and now I have Mulan, which is great. Um, yeah. and then a double set DVD that came in one box that I assume was ten dollars that my dear friend Matt Hudson bought for me. That is 27 Dresses and the Devil Wears Prada. Therefore, I have Hell yeah. everything I could ever need. That's true. In three tiny boxes. Those three but items that's... are like the perfect. It, like if if you had broadcast those into space and aliens like in this episode saw it, they would completely understand everything about our, our culture on Earth. And I think they'd have a positive view of it. Yeah. They'd be like, those folks seem OK. Except for that. You know? uh, like, I think. Hun guy. What's his name again? Yeah. <laughs> I never remember. I just remember the now all of China knows you're here. He's like, good. good. <laughs> um, yeah. I recently, like within the last couple of years, got rid of my DVD of Step Up. 
Um, oh, that one lasted a tragic. really long time. Tragic. Because I'd moved it this many times, and Shen also Yu. I think That's it had name. a scratch. Sorry, I just remembered. It, it had a scratch? I believe at some point I scratched it. Either scratched it or got peanut butter on it, and you know, <laughs> there's no way to know. <laughs> yeah, there isn't. You're right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to, Alan. <laughs> Move on, my friend. You just said you said it so casually, TV. and Greg accepted it so casually, like this is a common occurrence for the Wilson household. It <laughs> absolutely we both really like peanut, peanut butter, butter. On, on DVDs. Until very recently, I would ask people before they came over if they had a nut allergy. Sure. Not because I mean, I was that's gonna just, force that's feed kind. them, but it's yeah. No, but it's just like I can't guarantee. Did you that not have plates, so you were using on... <laughs> DVDs for your peanut butter sandwiches? What the hell's right. going on over there? I think it would have been. Judge. Yeah, if you're going to be a dick about it, I'm not judging. I'm trying to understand. Anymore. I want to understand your know, your can, ways, your traditions. I can. I can this isn't. No, this is not another. Yeah, kick him out of the call. This is not another chocolate chip <laughs> and orange juice situation, Greg. This is a. Uh, this is. Oh, he told you about that. <laughs> Years ago, years ago now. He's so years fucked ago. up. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've it ever was seen. The, in my it life. Was, if you listen to that, is it the is that thirty days over Tokyo? Thirty or minutes whatever. Over Tokyo? Yeah, you know the one I mean. Maybe it, 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 I don't remember because it was a delirium. That's true, but I just I feel I feel like it might have been that episode because I feel like Ali and Camille were both present. But um, but yeah, that was like that was like the single most like shocking thing I've ever heard via my co-host on this podcast we've been doing for what seven years now like seven years yeah. um, have you seen him do it in person because it is no, unsettling because you no? because All he right. rightfully hid it from me <laughs> <laughs> and it was a revelation that i could not let go <laughs> and then he had to explain himself um yeah there's a reason that episode's two hours and 20 minutes long <laughs> oh my God. and that reason is you guys never edit <laughs> that yes that's part of um, it the good news is, though, on the last episode, I did do a lot of edits on that one, mm. and it brought it down to a brisk 80. Nice. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> yeah, it is good. It was that was just be, the two of us. It was oh going to be my an hour God. 45. Do you guys need to call each other more? Is that what this is? That's what this is. This, this is how we oh, okay. this yeah. is how we catch up. Yeah, yeah it's all content. <laughs> sweet. Well, this is how I check in with you. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. what's your brother up to? I'm like, I don't know. It's not his birthday or mine, and I haven't been on a podcast in a bit. So, speaking of, it's coming up soon. It is yours. T minus ten mine. days, my friend. Yeah. Wow, an and... Aries. I don't know. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm not. I tried to guess. Nah, I'm a. It was a I'm one a in twelve Pisces. chance. You guys are both idiots. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Taurus because that's me. So really, it was a one Nailed in eleven chance. <laughs> I'm a Libra. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, totally tracks. I hate, scales I hate, of justice, y'all. I hate it. <laughs> I hate astrology. I'm sorry to all of our astrological and astrologically inclined listeners, but I don't like it. I would love to leave mm. the call in protest right now. Just be like. <laughs> How dare you impugn my belief system publicly like this? <laughs> I am a fish person who <laughs> loves to swim and has a lot of feelings, and you wait is that humiliated me the thing is, see that I would be more on board if it was like like as a tourist is like, yeah, you're a bull like you're like yeah. if it was leaning into the the animal aspect of it more, I'd be like, cool, 
That's it fine. It is, and you are a bull, and you're a bully, and you're bullying me right now. Whoa. That's Speaking fair. of bullies, <laughs> no, that's that's accurate. The the professional beach bully. Oh, that was an excellent, weird, out of nowhere bit. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I could kind of see where it was going, but I kind of chuckled at it. I feel like that was like a pitch for an idea for an episode, and they <laughs> for were a like, full episode? "Yeah," and then they were like, "That doesn't work," and they're like, "Well, yeah. we already animated it, so can we use it now?" Mm. Let's boil it down to one bit. Yeah, yeah, and throw it in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, just to, to go back to Futurama for a little bit, um, um, kind of go back to Futurama. There, there was a question that I wanted to, uh, to ask y'all, um, Lur describes single female lawyer as his water cooler television program Yes, where he's going to watch it and then we can gather by the water cooler and then discuss, yeah. uh, and you even see the water cooler in the background at when he gives single female lawyers finale his rating of C plus. Good, not great. <laughs> um, so I know that Alan and I had essentially what we would consider water cooler television shows um, when we were going through university. I think they're kind of dead now um, for the most part more or less unless you like bring a specific group of people together in a group chat and say who do you think is gonna fall in love on love is blind don't you spoil uh, a single thing i won't you're gonna love it um, what are you doing why are you on here go watch it what the hell because you guys yeah, you asked go watch me it. to <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey carly do you have a spare two hours and i'm like no but take these <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> so I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask, what are your, what are your, what are your water cooler shows? What are the shows that you would watch and then you had to discuss them? You had to talk to somebody about it. I've, I've uh, so many. In, in adulthood. Yeah, let's start with Carly, um, because I know a bunch of yours, yeah. Alan. I think we should start with Alan, so I can brainstorm and see if I've watched more than one TV show in my life. <laughs> Fair enough. Go for it, Alan. Because I know Lost. I mean, was yeah, one Lost that is we the had. biggest one. I would say it, in in terms of my uh, uh, kind of interactivity with the fandom, as it were. Um, mm -hmm. Like I was on the message boards. I was on the the fan theory websites. I was I I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I was like literally like they would release here's what the episodes are called for the upcoming season, and I'd already be like, well, what could this mean? What the hell does this mean? The the recruit. Or the last recruit? What? Who's that gonna be? It could be Jack. It could be Lost. You know, like, um. So I got like really, really invested in Lost in that sense. Um, but I mean, there's so many others. Like, uh, I mean, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, which uh, Better Call Saul is coming back. Also about lawyers. Um, so Carly might like it. True. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love those. <laughs> I know you only like shows about lawyers. She only has one interest. It's the law. <laughs> if there isn't legal content, I will not absorb it. So, um. I mean, the way you made your face look just then <laughs> made me believe that. Was it? Was it riveted? <laughs> Full of the elasticity of youth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on to that. Um, <laughs> it all leaves. Uh, what else? I. <laughs> I really like, I mean, there's also like, um, the, like reality shows, um, have become, uh, water cooler shows. I mean, you mentioned love is blind, but 
Uh, more so, I'm thinking, like, Big Brother, um, because that is, like, a week-to-week um, kind of thing, and... The, the thing about Big Brothers also has live feeds, so I don't watch them, but I read about other people that watch them and get all the juicy bits, and that's a lot of fun. Um, i trying to think of ones when I, like, the thing about water cooler shows is it's such a, like, um, archaic description of, of the shows, you know, yes. obviously, yeah. because, like, it's, it's for people in offices who are like, oh, they meet up at the water cooler, because they're, they're leaving their... they just got com- fired from their <laughs> office jobs. They're st- they're they're going to get some water because it's the only way they can excuse leaving their desk for a few minutes. Otherwise, old man Peterson will be on their ass. Um, mm. And uh, and then you're like, oh hey Bill, did you catch the episode of Single Female Lawyer last night? It's like, oh I sure did, Joe. I don't know who these characters are. But uh... they're riveting. They're riveting. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Either Keep way, going. Peterson's going to be up their ass if this conversation's <laughs> more than thirty seconds. <laughs> Yeah. He really grinds my gears. You know? <laughs> working hard or hardly working, am I right? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> has anyone ever asked you if you have a case of the Mondays? God, no. No, no man. No, man. <laughs> Hump day, am I, I do right, believe fellas? you get your ass kicked for saying something like that. Um, do Actually, you I'm go curious, to an Carly, office if now, you, Carly. Yeah, I was just asking that exact question. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do you go to an office? Do you do you work in a place? <laughs> no. With lights and walls, perhaps a chair, a cubicle, uh, and a computer. So no, okay. um, there there is an office that I could go to. Mm, uh, could. I could. Yeah. So we have a hybrid work model. I could go to the office. I think there's going to be possible changes where I need to go in like once every week or couple of weeks, possibly. Um, but so far, no, I don't go into an office. I have never lawyered from an office. Okay. I have done it all from various states of home office. And uh, yeah, I do hearings right here with this background. And I'm just like, yeah, I have a kitchen. <laughs> you do hearings? Yeah, I... You I, appear in court? I appear in court, and I refuse Whoa. to blur my background. I just won't do it. I'm like, no, look me in the eye. Tell me <laughs> that you want to evict somebody when their lawyer is working out of her kitchen. <laughs> do you have to put a suit on? Uh, when you appear... Like business casual, right? Yeah, like the the landlord and tenant board's like court, but not. Um, so it's not it's not as formal. If I was appearing in like divisional court or superior court, I would have to wear a suit or like uh, robes, full blown these robes, and I would have to wear them mm-hmm. at home. Um, I go for leggings on the bottom, collared shirt on top. Yeah, smart kind of vibe. Do do you have do you have those stupid robes? I don't. Do you have a set? <laughs> no, I I want them. Uh, so I would have gotten them from my call to the bar, but that was done in my sweatpants in the living room. Um, I thought of my water cooler show mm-hmm. as well. Um, so first off, I don't believe, I don't know why neither of you mentioned Game of Thrones, uh, oh, sure. yeah. which I think was like the quintessential, did you see what happened last week show for a period of time there? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For myself personally, I never really watched Game of Thrones like at the same time as everybody else. Glee was like that when mm. I was in university. Oh. So when I was in my undergrad, it was like you watched Glee with a group of people and then you went to class and you'd be like, did you see Glee? Um, that's also right. You're like, revealing. First Sorry. Like, oh, can, can, you, first, can you believe that, uh, that Artie's saying uh, fucking bicycle race or I don't know. 
Did no. I get did I get the character right? <laughs> there is there is a character named Artie. Okay. But yeah. You did a great disservice to everybody there. It would be more like <laughs> Did you see what happened with Oh, Finn I'm sorry. Did I hurt and, the like, Glee community? Oh. Called Gleeks and yes. It's two times. Burned two times by Alan tonight. I just want to go to bed. He's like, "Nope, you dumb Pisces. I bet you like Glee." That's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna add both of those facts to my best man speech at the wedding. Uh, Great. <laughs> and Carly, we all know Carly, a Pisces who loves Glee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just you two will laugh, and everyone will be like, what? "What's so funny about that?" A tight five, <laughs> Alan, please. Oh, I thought I thought I was the main act. Am I not? Am I not the? Everyone should be paying attention to me that that day. <laughs> I mean, that's. Oh, I thought Alan and I were doing like a, a whole routine up there. Yeah, a tag team. Like, yeah. Well, like a whole like uh, yeah, like a, a sketch comedy, uh, like Saturday Night Live esque kind of thing. Yes. Well, if you go that far, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna pump the brakes on that. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. I appreciate that. It, it, it'll either be like sketch comedy, or we'll get tired and we'll just do Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets. <laughs> mm. Just, mm. just comment on everyone just, else's thing. <laughs> Jeer your whole wedding. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. <laughs> well, okay. Now we know we know the uh, the boundaries. Uh, you know what? It's important for Allie. us to have a line. Think, think, think of Allie in these situations. Allie loves Muppets. Allie, Allie does love Muppets. I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know yeah. if you know this, Greg, but... Uh, what? Yeah. Tell me. You don't know her at all. She was on Fraggle Rock. Have you heard of it? Yeah, she was. A show was. I've watched I, the entirety I... of on Apple TV+. Plus. Don't lie. <laughs> You can't prove me wrong. Don't lie here. <laughs> not, in our not sacred like space. <laughs> not again. Not this year. <laughs> you will not ruin my career. <laughs> not again. Oh, um, boy. Well, shall we move on to our so, favorite joke? Or do you have anything else you I want to say? I think so, yeah. Yeah, let's, um, let's move on to favorite jokes. Um, Alan, do you want to take us away? Sure. I mean, I do. I, I had special uh, mention, honorable mention, whatever, to the supervillain president. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, mm -hmm. Just, the, again, that kind of casual throwaway nature of like, oh, yeah, in this year we elected a supervillain president uh, and he stole all the world's monuments. <laughs> and his face, on. I thought it was a good, like, uh, build on a joke. Um, I really loved Professor uh, reading the cue card, cough, then fall over dead, um, and then smiling and... Uh, not not doing that. That's very funny. I don't know. People reading stage directions is like a trope that always gets it's me. It's always funny. It's always funny. Um, uh, Carly, have have you ever seen the the meme clip from Hercules: <laughs> The Legendary Journey? Evil no. Hercules. No. So go team okay, Hercules. So yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What is happening? Um, Kev Kevin Sorbo played. Hercules in Hercules the Legendary Journeys. And um in the dialogue in this take that they used in the show um Hercules, Evil Hercules, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Evil Evil Hercules also played by Kevin Sorbo with a goatee. Um, yeah. So you know he's evil. Uh, oh, shouts okay. out a, shouts out a line and then he shouts out disappointed. <laughs> 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 oh good yes um very the, good uh, as if reading 
the script directly from a cue card and they kept it in you can find this just search oh, yeah. just hercules, hercules disappointed. disappointed it's yeah he's like i think he's because yeah it's like the evil hercules gets transported to this world or something that show's weird um and he's like mm-hmm. i he, yeah he's like looking around he's like ah, i'm i didn't want to be in this world and then yeah he goes disappointed um and that it was a stage direction that was just supposed to let him know how to say the previous line um and it's wonderful wasn't having it that's that's beautiful i will say uh the greek and roman studies minor in me is like i think both hercules were evil hercules (laughs) i don't i mean and kevin sorbo's definitely evil so yeah Uh, who is okay you guys keep saying this name like he's a famous person (laughs) well he was mostly famous for playing hercules on hercules legendary journeys but then and the captain from Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. Well, I disagree. But uh... <laughs> oh, Hercules syndicated for five seasons. Yeah, well. Okay, this is one of those things where, like, yes, he's from Hercules: The Legendary Journeys, but you could have just said Hercules, the live-action one from when we were kids. Oh, because, I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't realize you didn't uh, you didn't know the the subtitle to to that. No, the Legendary. Journeys. I was four no, when it's... that show came out. I could not read the smaller print. <laughs> Well, I, see, here's the funny thing about shows, though, is that you can watch them at any time. You don't have to watch them when what? they when they first premiere. I have to watch them at 9, 8 central, Alan. Otherwise, <laughs> I might miss something. Um, but anyway, he... Evening, you guys took me away from my stories. <laughs> You're right. Um, the, uh, the thing about Kevin Sorbo, though, is that he eventually started doing these weird, like, pro-Christian propaganda films that... Um, and, and, like, it's very vocal on Twitter, you know, against, uh, like, a lot of things that the, uh, that Christian views are often uh, against uh, in, a, in a bad way. Um, so, so he's a bad guy. He makes movies for pure flicks. That's true. Oh, that weird network? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. He so, just made a Left Behind movie. So he's, he's as well adjusted as one would think. Then. super duper yeah i think he li- so, okay the, I, I can't remember if this is true but do you remember there was like a meme um story that went around for a while that was like a pro-christian thing where uh like uh, a, a professor is like speaking about god or something and one of the uh, students is like i'm an atheist and the professor like roasts the atheist in some way and then the whole uh like everyone stands up and cheers like that was like a, it's like such a dumb little story. I can't even remember like how to find it or anything. But I think Kevin Sorbo literally made a movie based on that premise. Like he was like, "This is a movie I want to make where I will be the professor and I will show those atheists that they're idiots." Um, I think that's real. I can't remember. Like I, I have no way to figure wow. this out though. But anyway, the back of my brain is telling me I've seen the trailer. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, you can probably put it together through vague memories in your brain. I mean, that now that I've got a, even associated with this, I've mm-hmm. got a face for Kevin Sorbo. I've been in a university classroom and I've met, you know, pretty staunchly religious people, and I've got it. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> see it before um, thine very eyes. Uh, is it God's not dead? It might be. Yeah, it might be that. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, because then he's like all about is... Nietzsche is a 2014 American Christian drama film. Um, Evidence for God. Oh, yep. The film follows a Christian college student whose faith is challenged by an atheist philosophy professor, Sorbo. Oh, he's okay. Oh, so he's, he's got, he's got to convert by the end, I'm guessing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who declares God a pre-scientific fiction, received mostly negative reviews, but grossed over $62 million on a $2 million budget. <laughs> wow. Oh, you know, good for them. Little film they could, you know? <laughs> they made a second one. Well, what was... It's not even deader? It's God's Not Dead 2. <laughs> still still not dead. <laughs> They made another one. It's called God not, God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness. And then they made a third one. Wait. <laughs> We're already at three. There's four. There's there's four God's Not Dead movies, three sequels. It's God's Not Dead, We the People. Oh, wow. And that was released on October 4th, 2021. Is Sorbo in all Happy of them? Greg. Um, I'll I don't check think he is. He's not in the fourth people. one. I just you know what? Don't Google it because you guys just found your next podcast. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I would like oh, to uh, hear you Janine, guess on this one as well. Janine Pirro is in the fourth one, who I mostly the know. The judge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mostly know as uh, a funny character that uh, Cecily Strong plays on SNL. Anyway. Okay, excellent. So now we have the episode I can guest on because <laughs> there's a legal character in the bunch. <laughs> all right, this podcast made itself. <laughs> I'm excited for everybody involved. I can't wait to watch all these films and yeah. add colorful commentary. What do we call it? Podcasting's not dead. <laughs> Godcasting's not dead. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I'll take it. That sounds great. Thank um, you. My favorite joke. Oh, yeah, I didn't say my favorite. <laughs> you said enough. Oh, no, come on. It's what just the got? death of McNeil. I think it's very funny when he's like, yeah, thank, thank you, Glorious Masters, and he just shoots him and kills him. I laughed out loud. All right, go ahead. It's pretty funny. Um, my favorite joke is the professor reading the cue cards. Cough, cough, okay. fall over dead, <laughs> and then sits there feeling very proud of himself. And later, he checks his pulse. Yeah. I was going to say, braces, my tell God, me you dead. checked his pulse. <laughs> oh. Carly? That's good. I I really enjoyed the check the pulse check. You know I I feel bad because I feel like it's not a joke, but no, I have to go for a scuttle. Is <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. Come on. That's, that's a, yeah. Because like the the thing that I love about Zoidberg, if you'll allow me, mm-hmm. is and I, consistently throughout the show that I've been watching so far is that they never really give you an explanation. He feels like. The writers were sitting around, and every couple days, they're just like, here's a new quality. Why is he like that? Doesn't matter. Like, he has no money, and mm-hmm. that's never explained. Like, I'm four seasons in, never explained. And he's just, like, desperate for friendship, never explained. Like, there's never, <laughs> there's never a backstory. He just, like, has these really defining characteristics that they never really get into why he's this way. And they just, like, throw them in kind of one at a time. They're like, Zoidberg hasn't done anything. You know what? His shell comes off do that and like it's just like and then he's just this floppy thing and so just the idea that like out of nowhere he's just like i need to go for a scuttle like no explanation yeah adds a little layer to driven by this urge and off he goes like i i love him i love him so much yeah i mean i say the closest backstory we get is uh his like uh grandfather or whatever right or uncle oh his uncle Yeah. yeah the comedian yeah and I guess, like, when they go to his home planet and the, it's mating season, like, again, those are the, that's yeah. the closest, but even that's more just, like, again, just layers to to what the character is. It's, uh, yeah, we don't really know where he came from, like, why he's with the... But, like, 
when they go to the when they go to the home planet for meeting season, they're talking about like it's he's still supposed to be wealthy even though he's a doctor. Like there's I feel like there's a couple right. jokes about like, oh, you must be a rich doctor. And he's like, No. And you're like, you never get an explanation as to why this doctor has nothing. And he's just like, They don't feed me. And you're like, What? Like it just I also like I really I I relate him. a lot. <laughs> they do. And I relate really deeply to a character that will eat literally anything. Mm. That is he's so food motivated that I just he speaks to me, mm. I think. And I like his shoes. One one of Yeah, he's got a great little sandwich. <laughs> yeah. One of the uh, a classic Zoidberg line from I believe Roswell that ends well, um, that I say in my just day to day life is What's this? Two meals in one day? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, again, it's such quintessential, like, like it gives you so much information about him as a character in that one line. <laughs> and I and love like, it. If they wanted to ruin the show, he would have a breakout series, and I'm so glad that oh, that yeah. has never happened. <clears throat> it's just keep him, keep him a scuttly little mystery. That's what Absolutely. I say. Oh. Um, before we go, I would like to ask you about your favorite tech of the episode mm. your favorite future tech mine is the mini flying saucer that destroys mm-hmm. fry's sandcastle oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty <laughs> i forgot about that that's my favorite tech of this episode um i uh i i, I was struggling to think of one so i just kind of wrote one down because i was like oh right i have to i have to choose this thing that i've in put on our podcast um and so I decided on Bender's penis camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> yeah, you assume. Yeah. I will confess to throwing that a chuckle. That yeah. would make me yeah. laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, yeah, it's one of those, like, like lowbrow, uh, goofy kind of jokes that just, like, it's it works on me, you know? It's like, yeah, it's fucking silly, but I think it's funny. But, like, well done. Yeah. yeah. Not made of stone. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, favorite tech. Uh, so I think like maybe like the spray on bikini, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I thought good it was choice. kind of funny. Um, yeah, or it's not tech, but it's like a future concept. Um, when the professor's talking about uh the last time the aliens invaded and all of the smartest people <laughs> were forced to mate. <laughs> that was very funny. And he's like, I'm starting to think there won't be any forced mating after. <laughs> Like that's that's like tech in a social science way, like that's a true, technology yeah. that was used to manipulate humans, <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, great. Well, notable I references. We Independence Day. You got Independence Day. You got Ally McBeal, of course. Uh, the title when aliens attack is a reference. Uh, a thing that in this era, both Simpsons and Futurama love to make fun of was the when uh, animals attack show on Fox. <laughs> um of course you know they even in like within this episode fry has that thing at the beginning where he's like um what does he say he's he's like the only tv shows i watch are world's blankiest blank right oh yeah Yeah. i like that yeah similar kind of kind of joke that was very prevalent on fox at the time like you, you know you can't deny that um and then uh star wars star trek uh the uh uh xena you know fry kind of rattles off a bunch of those things in a row. Um, the other one, though, is uh, there's an old anthology series called Tales from the Dark Side, and there's a, a segment or an, an episode uh, called Distant Signals that is very reminiscent of the plot of this, where 
a television show is airing, uh, and 20 years later, aliens are watching it, and they come to Earth to demand a uh, resolution. So, so that was interesting to point out. It's, Never it's heard of it. Exactly yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Cool. Well, we did it. Um, thank you, Carly, for joining us once again on the show. Um, do you have anything to plug? Oh, uh, no, I'm here. <laughs> she just like, logs off immediately. <laughs> thanks, and I'm out. No, no. Um, I have. I know. I'm as you know. I'm not an artist nor a creative, so I have no things to plug. All right. Cool. I know. Well, thank I you. If someone wanted something notarized way. from you. Oh my God! Would call that... me. Call me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Great. Uh, <laughs> so if you yeah. need something notarized, um. Just uh, send us an email. We'll get you in touch with Carly. Yeah. yeah. Literally we'll, we'll itching to touch. do it. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a middleman. Yes. Um. Greg, I've literally, I've spent, I want to say, up to an hour looking through all of the Alberta marriage license rules to see if you need anything notarized. And <laughs> you don't, but I'm bringing my stamp yeah. just in case. Hell yeah. Yeah, but thank I just, you. I appreciate like, that. But I'm just like, surely there's something that you need stamped yeah. officially. And it's like, nah, I thought just so let people too, do it. But yeah. yeah. You just need a person to do it. Yeah. I mean, but it, I mean, so it I'm just can't going hurt, through the phone right? book, really. Do you want me to stamp every, you know what? I'll stamp it just to make sure. Yeah. yeah. You can just stamp it. Yeah. It's not like that's going to hurt you it. Stamp it after it's filed. <laughs> <sighs> do you not trust me to uphold the law? I swear to God, it. Greg, like I'll look it up first. It's not going to hurt it. Just let me notarize it. <laughs> you took a, you took an oath. All right. Like Dude, harm, right? I think. <laughs> I think. Oh boy. Fifteen years from um, now, due yeah. to a clerical error, you're not technically married. <laughs> Darn you to heck! <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's it. Well, that's it. You can, um, yeah. you can, you can contact us on the various social medias that we may or may not use. Uh, Check out their Twitter. <laughs> yeah, at Bad Neighbors Pod or on Facebook at Two Bad Neighbors. I mean, every so Simpsons often someone podcast. does like at us on Twitter, and I'll like check it, and I'll be like, "Ooh," and I'll get excited, and I'll either like it or reply or retweet it or whatever, hmm. and then I'll look and I'll be like, "Oh, this is from like two months ago." <laughs> like, oh shit, oops, should check this more often. <laughs> so, and you can of course always email us. This is something that we do yes. check all the time at the Hammock District on Third at Gmail dot com. Miracle Three. And, of course, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios for $2 American. Yes, Whoa. $3 Canadian. Gets you, gets you, by this point, let's say still 69 <laughs> bonus episodes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my offer from last episode still stands. Still stands. I imagine by the time this episode comes out, so... Yeah, you bet. So Check it out. So if you donate... <laughs> to our Patreon, Alan will draw you a 69 portrait. Safe for work. A safe for work. Safe for work. 69 inspired. The number 69 is is involved. (laughs) (laughs) When we're recording this, that episode isn't out yet, so I have no idea what people's, like, if people are going to be like, that's dumb, and, like, we'll never hear anything, or if, like, everyone will be talking about it. You know what I mean? Like... Who knows? Who knows? It's a Carly real thing. Carly is the most confused I've ever seen her. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. No, I'm just trying to decide if I if I want to give you $69 <laughs> if it's going to be suitable for work. 
Or if I give you $69 two times, can I get one of each? <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I'm so broke that I'll say yes. <laughs> Anything yeah. you desire. Uh, I will, I will make, I guess that's what I should say. I'll make it safe for work by default, but if you request not safe for work, I could probably do something. I don't know how good it yeah, will be. Yeah, that's like, that's the price of like maybe a tank of gas for that car I don't have. I could, I could pitch <laughs> yeah, this could in. <laughs> this, I could swing it. This is amazing. Well, if Carly can swing it, then maybe you can that's too, right. loyal listener. <laughs> that's right. Help me feed my dog this month. <laughs> um, and with that, uh, thank you so much, Carly. Um, we'll see you very soon. And yeah. as always, with my last breath, I curse, I curse Zoidberg. Zoidberg. <laughs> very good. Very good with the delay. Yeah.